Hey everybody and welcome to the Gentleman's Talk as I break into my podcast with the classic sounds of Phil Collins in the background. That's what I've been listening to for the last half an hour on my meditation or my reflection time. Let me just turn that down whilst we break into song and dance. Trying to get the right level here. How the devil are we? So I am James Littlejohn. James Dean Littlejohn and I am the host of The Gentleman's Talk. Why am I telling you this? Because I've been awake for two weeks and I know that is bad news. I know it's bad news. But I hope that you have all been managing to get through. I hope you've all been having a good couple of weeks. We've had a roller coaster of weather in the UK. It's been up and down and mostly down with rain the last couple of days. It has been quite depressing. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, although that word is quite depressing is quite a big word to say about weather, but it is. We all know, I've spoke about this before, seasonal affect disorder, sad disorder. As soon as you, we all expect a little bit of sun this time of year. It's quite draining when you look outside and the fucking rain and that's what you can hear in the background right now i don't know if you can hear that apart from phil collins but there's a bit of rain in the back that is that is cascading down on the roof of my 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 boudoir shall i be saying my clock and balls <laughs> the bar that i sit in the the place that i host the place that i talk my little my little sanctuary but it has been a roller coaster of a couple of weeks myself. Emotionally, physically, it has been all over the place. I have been physically ill for the first time in a long time. But it all boils down to, and the reason I've uh, given myself a couple of weeks to just focus um, and just attend to myself, my own needs, is, as I've said, you've got to give yourself that time. You've got to give yourself that that focus, that ability. You've got to, you've got to look at your future and make sure that everything's going well. What have you done? Why did I feel ill? Now, the reason I say, I, why did I feel ill? I haven't felt ill for a long time. I'm, yes, mentally, I'm a fucking roller coaster, or as, as, uh, as my wife says, fucking batshit crazy. She's like, James, mental health isn't going away. See, the rain is cascading down now. Fucking British weather. Does my absolute fucking boobies in. It's supposed to be warm. I mean, we're in July, for fuck's sake. We should be warm by now. Anyway, that's my anger as I fucking broadcast my anger about the bloody British weather. And what annoys me even more is we see in Europe, they're like literally on the cusp of, uh, oh my God, we've got this fucking climate crisis. We're at 45 degrees centigrade. People are falling down like fucking flies. And then we're over here like, dude, well, do you want to chuck some of that fucking sun this way? Because we have got fucking rain, rain and fucking more rain. When is there going to be an opportunity for me to get that vitamin D into my skin? And I don't mean dick. I mean vitamin D. The vitamin, the stuff that makes us feel happy. When am I going to get my little bit of that? Because I feel amazing when uh, when the sun's out. I really do. I feel that warm mornings, warm evenings. Um, you know, okay, it, it is a bit difficult in the in the British climate. We can we always moan about something. I know that I'm sure if it was 45 degrees, I'd be on here going fuck off, sweating my balls off, a gooch like a fucking swamp. I'm sure it would be, and, I'd, and I'm sure I'd moan. But that's the British way. However, mentally, I need that vitamin D. V mentally, I need that ability to have it and I don't want to take it in any I already do take it in a in a multivitamin format I already take it in a capsule but I want the real stuff I want the stuff that's coming down from the sky I want that natural fucking spice I want that natural vitamin D in me anyway so yeah it's been a roller coaster I missed last Sunday um why as I said I, w I didn't feel very well um I needed to recuperate myself um, and I did a lot of things wrong. Um, and, I, and what I mean by that is I've been talking to you now for almost 18, 19 months. Um, you know, I know the things I should be doing. Um, I know that they're really hard to do when you're when you're down. I've completely lost motivation um, and I did things wrong. I basically overwhelmed myself. So work was overwhelming. Um, and, and, you know, I'm not going to moan about work being over overwhelming because we all feel that. Um, cost of living crisis, that's cascading on us even more as the fucking weeks go on. People losing their houses, millions of people losing houses, mortgages going through the roof, prices going through the roof. It's just a fuck. it's just absolute bedlam. It's chaos out there. Um, in fact, actually, to give you a little snippet, I spoke to a guy today when I was uh, doing my second job because I need to fucking work to earn some more money because it's just literally ludicrous. And I was chatting to this guy and he said to me, 
He said, uh, this, isn't in, this isn't Australia, as we were talking in this uh, golf place. And I was like, no, you're, you're right, mate. This is, uh, this is Monkson and Greatly Golf Centre, a uh, little broadcast for them. And I was saying, so it clearly is not Australia. And, um, and what he was saying was, um, you know, he, he's just come back from a sabbatical. So he was in the services and he's taken a year out, which you're allowed to do. So he took that year out to go and work in uh, Australia. Absolutely fucking loved it, he said. He said, Australia is almost like what the UK used to be like 30 years ago. Because it is. I'm, I'm sorry to say, and I'm very passionate about my own, my own, uh, my own country. I really am. I'm, I, you know, I'm born and bred British in that sort of sense, you know. Um, but it has gone downhill dramatically. It is really to the point where there is no way um, at, the, at the level I'm at and, and what uh, qualifications I have and the job I have that I should be struggling. Um, and, and that's because I've, you know, worked tirelessly to not fucking struggle. But it is a struggle. Um, anyway, so, yeah. Oh, God, Christ. I was listening. I thought I could hear a, a little bit of Stevie Wonder in the background. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, it's been a bit difficult. It's been a bit of a roller coaster. Um, and I overwhelmed myself. So work was quite overwhelming um, and, and cracking on. And, um, you know, it was a bit stressful. But then at the same time, I organized a party. And by party, I had a, a, a small gathering with... Um, with my with my friends, my fellow friends, my fellow lords, as they say, you know, as I say, sorry, and um, yeah, we had a little bit of a party. It was absolutely incredible. I, I did a, a nice um, slow cooked smoked beef. I did. Uh, we we had cocktails. We had. Um, we just had a really good time. But at the same day that I did, I organised that. I had a stressful day from work the night before. The day before. Then I'd broken into, it was my middle daughter's prom, and she was like, I want to stay out, and I want to go to the after party and all this. And, and I was like, you're fucking not. So that, that turned into a massive argument. However, she didn't quite look at the fucking aspect that it was almost a year ago that I was dealing with my the, the unforeseen circumstances that has uh, occurred in my family with my eldest daughter that um, is still casting a massive shadow over our family home. Um, so, you know, I was kind of anxious. I was kind of overwhelmed. I tried to mitigate it by doing a little bit of drinking. We all know that's fucking stupid. I had a relaxing time to a degree, but it was it's still, it was still flowing in my head. I still massively, I was still massively overwhelmed. I woke up Saturday morning and just fucking straight into a load of DIY. And then Sunday I was back into work. I didn't relax. I didn't do meditation. I didn't do any reflection. I just sort of kind of went through the motions of walking the dog. I didn't turn it into what I should be doing, which is thinking about the things that have gone on. How do I feel? Why do I feel that way? None of that was done. None of the stuff that I'm telling you on a daily basis was done. What did it do? Well, Monday I woke up in a fucking shit state. And by that I mean... I was, I mean, I could have practically fucking shat through the fucking keyhole of a door. It was that fucking bad. I, I literally, I was so ill. I was throwing, I, I remember, so I, I went down to um, one of the sites down in the in the sort of, it's down Dover way. And um, I was spending three days down there. So on the travel down was when I started feeling a bit rough. I was a bit like, I was trying to talk to my colleague and I was like, fucking hell, I've got cold sweats here. Um, there's something going on. My stomach was churning. And it, basically what it was, was I, I put myself under so much stress and so much pressure and overwhelmed myself without giving myself the same, the right recovery and doing the right recovery motions that I made myself in Henley really ill. So I was traveling down Monday and I thought nothing of it. I tried to, we, we, you know, it was a three and a half hour drive, pitched up, thought, yeah, we'll do a little bit of work in the afternoon, just have something nice to eat, um, you know, just keep it low key, low cash. And I just felt I couldn't eat. And then that triggered into, I, I didn't eat for four days. And in that four days, I was in absolute fucking turmoil. I remember going in, so we went into, I went into the, um, this is how bad it got. And, and a lot of people say, well, why didn't you go home? I was fucking hundreds of miles away from my home. I didn't want to go and sit in a fucking hotel room just on my own. I could still, it was just all internal. It was like almost like I just made myself sick. I, there was no real reason why I, I didn't have food poisoning. I didn't have like a bug because I could still physically eat. But when I ate, it literally either fucking come up. <clears throat> it came up fucking physically straight away or it came out physically about an hour later. 
physically. <laughs> so it was kind of like, I just didn't know what to do. So I just tried to just grind my way through. It was so bad, though. I got into work on Tuesday, and I remember I, I went to the toilet 17 times in the first three hours. I was just in absolute agony. And then... I remember running into the door and I, di- I didn't make it. I was throwing up. I was about to throw up and I didn't make it. I fucking had the lucky the window had been open from me previously. So I just fucking barked my head out the fucking window and just fucking let, let, let rip. It was like the exorcist. I mean, honestly, it was straight out the fucking movie. The only thing that didn't happen was I didn't spin my fucking head um, and obviously shout fucking stupid obscenities and fuck myself with a cross. If you've seen the film, you'll know what I mean. So, yeah, that was me. And then, literally, I got to, like, Thursday, and I was, like, fucking... I was. I got home on Thursday... No, got home Wednesday, sorry. And I was just in ag- absolute... Ag- I had to go sick for the first time. On, a, on Thursday, I had to go sick for the first time in, like, seven or eight years. Um, and it was that bad. I was like, I just can't do this. I need to go to sleep. I slept all day, and it slowly got better. Um, but it was just... Once I'd finally relaxed, and I spent all of that Thursday doing what I do what I tell you to do so I'd gone for some walks I'd reflected I didn't open any social media I didn't open my phone I didn't open the laptop I didn't do anything I just fucking sat there and relaxed drank plenty of fluids and just literally flushed my system out mentally and physically flushed my system out I was like right I need a reset there's something gone on here and then it was when I reflected then I was out on the Thursday evening walk it was actually a nice time so we hadn't, didn't have the rain cascading down and pissing on me. So I managed to fucking walk around and I was like, you know, when you take that deep breath and I was walking around nature, it, I, I remember it so vividly because it was a point where I felt the best I'd felt in a long time, i.e. four or five days. That sounds like a long time. Was, Is it really a long time? <clears throat> no, it was a long time for me because I don't genuinely don't get ill. So I was walking around and I remember the, um, I remember the cool air. Because it was a really hot day. I remember the cool air cascading out of the brush. And it was all over. It was like fucking, I felt so, I could smell the soil. And I remember going, this is a nice feeling. I was was amongst nature. I looked ahead and my dog was fucking chilling out. I was getting cooled by this fucking lovely air from the brush. Yet I still had the warm humidity. So it was kind of like an, it was a really, it was like the perfect moment. Almost like the perfect storm. You know, it, that's how it felt for me. I was like, this is amazing. And I just felt rejuvenated. And for me, that was the empowering bit. I'd felt shit for three days. Fourth day, I was trying. I was trying my hardest. I was like, flush the system out. Go for a reflection. You know, go for a walk amongst nature. Just listen. I put music on in the background. I just listened to music all day. Um, I've got, like I said, I've spoke to you before. My brother has guided me into the um, Spotify DJ app. There's a, if you go into Spotify, there's a little DJ. Um, his name's X. And he plays all the songs ever since you've listened. If you've listened to Spotify like me since like 2015, I think I joined uh, Spotify. And um, since then, obviously, I've listened to an absolute plethora of music. But it gives me examples. I love it. I love it. So it was like a real concoction. That's what's going on in the background now. Get a real concoction of jazz, uh, fucking drum and bass, anything R&B, anything I've listened to. It just comes up in different orders. But it's a really good way of reflecting. I found it's actually, it works in unison with my reflection because it gives me music that I really know works. It's all music I've played and listened to. It's all music that um, if he recommends music, it'll be in alignment with the music that I've already listened to. And that'll be your new artist's. So it really works for me. And I found that out on that Thursday that by doing everything that's right, I I started to feel better. And I wasn't quite 100%. I'd gone into the the second weekend when I should have been um, doing my podcast on a Sunday and I missed it. But I, I just got to the point where I was like, I just needed time for myself. I'd almost lost four days. Um, because I just I I couldn't physically like I said I I lost seven or I think nearly almost eight pounds in weight water weight appreciate appreciate water weight before there's any fucking absolute health and fucking health freaks out there that go now you didn't lose fucking eight pounds I know it's water weight I'm not stupid but I felt amazing but I didn't feel amazing I was really I was quite weak but I I I felt slim which was quite nice that sort of it all when I reflected heavily on that Thursday I was like oh you're feeling pretty good James because you've not been chucking junk food down your throat. You've flushed your system out. You've gone amongst nature. You've relaxed. You've taken some time. And I just extended that feeling. 
So I got into Friday and I remember Friday being exactly the same. I had a, I went into work on the Friday and again, Friday was a little bit of a stress because I, it hadn't gone away. I still had, still had work to do. However, finished early and I just followed that into the weekend. And the reason I didn't do a podcast was because I'd worked in, um, on the Sunday till 7.30 at night. So I, I do my job and some, every other week I work Mondays, uh, Sundays mornings or I work Sunday afternoons. Um, and what I'd done is I just got late and I was like, I, I just wasn't in the mood. I'd worked and I was like, no, James, the reason that you're not feeling 100% is because you're not giving yourself the time to recover. That is the basis of it, which draws me in slightly into, you know, why I've put that as a title today. Today's pain is tomorrow's power. And that resonates with me. Why? Because... I felt awful from Monday to Wednesday. There's no reality about it. There's days where I, you know, I, I didn't physically want to get out of bed. I felt fucking shit. My head was like all over the place. I just didn't want to be, uh, you know, and it was almost like I just didn't want to be around. I didn't want to be here. I was like, fucking, if this is what I'm doing, if I'm grinding myself into the stone, and that's what happens, you elevate. So what is just normal, you know, normal pressures? When you have mental health problems, those pressures are exacerbated massively. And they make you feel worse. When in actual fact, when you actually break it down, it's no worse to what you would be experiencing on a normal basis. You just haven't given yourself the time to be able to cope with those things. Now, I could have done a podcast. I could have absolutely ground. I could have taken Thursday and Friday and gone fucking boom, click finger, done the job, mate. You feel great. You know, you've gone into Saturday. You've had a lovely family day with Saturday. You've gone into work Sunday, not feeling 100%. I'm not going to lie to you, but I was I made it into work did my work and then I was like I could have come back and I could have gone into a podcast and I could have gone into Monday I was like no James the reason you feel like this is because you're not giving yourself the time you haven't given yourself a break now a break doesn't mean like it used to mean to me um hold on I just have a little sip so the throat's going a bit dry today early because you can tell I'm inexperienced on this oh good tune on the background as well girl I'm gonna miss you Millie Vanilli we all must remember a bit of Millie Vanilli um, and it sort of breaks me into, you know, sort of, that's what I mean. I, I, I could have given myself that time. I could have come in and carried on. I could have ground in. But that's the problem with what we do. That's what we do as men. We don't sit there. We don't get emotional. I didn't get emotional about it. But everyone kept saying to me, go home, James. You shouldn't be doing that. I was like, no, just fuck off. Leave me alone. I just want to, I want to get my head down. I want to fucking do what I'm here to do. I'll have a shit night's sleep. I was in a hotel, I was away from all my fucking family and, uh, and, and I just didn't feel amazing. And I was like, and you know what it's like. When you feel, when you feel unwell, you want to be somewhere where you're, you feel comfortable. You want to be at home. You want to go to your own bed. You want to feel, that's your recovery area, isn't it? It isn't a fucking hotel room, a shitty hotel room in the middle of a city you don't, you don't have a fucking clue with. That's not recovery period. Just led there going, this, is a, this isn't my bed. This isn't the conditions that I normally set up. I've got a fucking lovely fan that cascades over me. I didn't have that. You know, so all of these things just make you feel worse. Now, again, like I said, I could have ground in. I could have done the typical man thing. Ground through. Said, no, it's fine. I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to show emotion. I'm not going to sit here and fucking look at me. I'm just going to grind on through. No, I didn't want to do that. So what I did was the following week, which is the week that's leading up to this reflection point, I closed everything down. I, I cancelled meetings. I cancelled site visits. I went, right, I need a week to enjoy the fucking the, the fact that I can work from home. And I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to do some administration. I'm going to do my normal stuff. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to utilize the flexi that I built up from the long hours I'd put in from the previous weeks and close down early. And I was just going to absolutely manage myself. I was going to get that work-life balance back. And what I did by that was I broke into this weekend feeling better. I, I had a really good Friday night, really relaxing. I had a really good Saturday, nice relaxing Saturday. Worked this morning and then a relaxing afternoon. I even had a cheeky afternoon granddad's, granddad nap. <laughs> I had a little granddad nap, mate, for a couple of hours. just Because I was just like, I just, and it's a constant the thing I say to you all the time is mental health is a constant battle. It's constant. Once you've been, once you're in that mental health zone, once you've got, once you've been diagnosed with depression, stress, anxiety, whatever your mental health may be, um, may have been diagnosed, or 
if you haven't been diagnosed, then, you know, you need to look at trying to build yourself up to get diagnosed. If you've been diagnosed with any of those um, illnesses, life's a challenge. Like, it's, it's per- I have permanent PTSD. So for me, that, that just rules my life. Wherever, I can't stop the driving. It's, it's activated by driving, so I, I get anxious about that. It's a constant battle. So I know that it's a constant battle. I know that things still flare up. I still have these... My, my, my whole outlook in life has completely changed through mental health. Now, if you speak to my uh, wife, you speak to my children, they'll tell you, especially my wife, especially my, my parents, people that have known me all of my life, most of my life, um, most of my life being my wife and, and all of my life being my parents, even my brother, you know, they'll all... These people, even my best friend Kate, anybody that's been around me for the majority of my life will explain to you or tell you how different I am and how different things are from what I used to be to what I am now, the the driving factors, the fact that I don't sit down, I don't relax, constantly on the go. The ADHD is just absolutely fucking ballooned out of control in some some aspects. I get that crippling sensation. Like, I, I know for a fact I've got artwork to do. I haven't even got an inkling of interest to do my artwork. I just genuinely have not. And that then... and but. By even by me talking to you about that, I I literally it infuriates me. It makes me angry because I'm like, come on, James, pull your fucking finger out your ass. But it's that's the rea- the problem is that's the reality of it is you can't pull your finger out your ass. You can't snap out of it. You can't man up. There is nothing you can do. Mental health is a serious condition, and people under people people don't understand and people need to understand that. And men are absolutely fucking barbaric to themselves because we don't talk about this. We, we, we just literally float, float through life. I know for a fact, you can hear it in, in, in the voice. So I talk, to, um, I talk to a couple of my friends every single day. Um, and, and, we, and we absolutely make a, an effort. But I can tell that life's a strain at the moment. I can tell it, I can tell it is. In, in all of my friends and people will tell it from me when I don't talk to them you, you you can hear it in people's voices if you talk to someone regular regular enough it is abundantly clear when they're not right and that's the infuriating bit for me because I can pick it out like that I can literally go there's something wrong here and sometimes it does get to the point where I'm like you know there's something wrong i know there's something wrong with you i've advised you there's something wrong with you you need to fucking go out and do what you need to do to build yourself up because you need to work on yourself you need to be in control of your own life unfortunately nothing is going to help you unless you want to help yourself there is absolutely nothing in this world that can help you if you don't want to help yourself i've been to therapy 39 plus well 39 therapy sessions years ago and i've probably been in six or seven in the last couple of months um that have helped me but at the same time the therapist that's now is still saying the same stuff that was said years ago when i went through that spout of three or four years of therapy it's the same thing james if you are not willing to help yourself nothing i say will work and that's the reality of it is. If you don't want to get up, and that was, you know, that was clearly apparent, like I said, and the reason I'm using a snapshot in time is because that's what I did. I overwhelmed myself. I overcooked what I was doing. I, w- I organized a, a party on the same day as my daughter's prom. Um, my daughter's prom was absolutely, obviously, elevated through, um, you know, absolute, you know, there was obviously fucking excitement in the air. There was fucking cake, dresses. I did the photography. So, again, I stressed myself out because I was doing the professional photography. So, I pulled my camera out, which, again, you know, it, it is second nature to me, but it still adds an element of stress. Um, and I had my daughter's friends around here as well. So, they were all getting ready with their parents. I didn't know who they were. That fucking threw me out of control. Then I went and tried to organise sitting down with my, my, my mates to, to relax. And they said to me, James, you need to relax. And it took me two or three hours to just calm down from that elevated adrenaline. I had to drop her off. And then there was the whole fucking, I want to go to the party. Why won't you let me go to the party? Have you ever argued with a 15-year-old fucking teenage girl? It is, you might as well just fucking smash her head against a brick wall. It's less painful. 
is actually less painful. And they don't get it. They don't see the dangers in life. They're just like, yeah, so we'll have a good time. I'm like, no, mate. My eldest thought it was fucking, didn't see, didn't acknowledge the dangers in that respect because we didn't, we, to be honest, we didn't expect those sort of dangers. Um, difficult one to fucking backside on that. But at the same time, I'm very, 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 very sensitive over my over my girls when it comes to this. Very sensitive. I've been burnt once. I don't want to get burnt again. So I'm absolutely, probably overly protective. But I think I have to be. And they don't see that. They see it as a negative. And I'm like, look, just, just fucking please. Just. And this is almost what I said to her. You know, it was almost like 10 o'clock. I was on the fucking phone. And I was like, please, just like, just do what I ask. Just please just come home. Go to bed like normal. You can enjoy life as you get older and more mature and, and, you know, I don't have to sit and stress. I don't want you in a situation I can't control with about fucking 20, 30 fucking teenage boys all drunk. I don't want to deal with that situation. That's not a situation I'm going to go to prison for. And it would end up in that fucking situation. Do you know? See, do you see what I mean? So it's almost like I was begging with my fucking 15-year-old daughter to just go, please... I just give me a day, mate. You know, we, we've spent a fortune on your dress. We've done all the arrangements to take you to the, to, to fucking the prom. I've done the photography for you. You know, what more? You know, I've hosted fucking your friends and their parents. What more do you want? You know, this this extra bit you're asking for is unreasonable to put me under that pressure. But that's the pressures you go through. And even my wife was like, well, James, you know, you know, what do you think? I was like, what do you mean, what do I think? Like, why are you even asking me this question, what do I think? Like, get on the same fucking page as me, mate. <laughs> you know? So that's the frustrations. And these are the things that happen behind doors that you don't realise are happening behind doors. You know, you just think it's normal, but it isn't. It's, it, you know, that's that's a little snippet of a day, you know, as well as trying to entertain my, my, my brother and best friend. Uh, both best friends, really. Uh, obviously. Um... But I was trying to do all of this and cook. So I, you know, I was fucking smoking a um, a fucking massive um, brisket of beef. Been smoking it for five hours. So I was getting all that ready. Plus, I had to go to the shop and pick up all the condiments. I basically did everything for it so people could just pitch up, have a good time. Um, and that's what I like doing. But at the same time, I don't, I don't realise the stress I put myself under with all the additional stuff. And I was just like, fucking hell, please. Just don't argue with me for this today. And it was like, can I ta can I have a shot before I go? Why do you need a shot before you go? Okay, well, have a shot then. Yeah, fucking fine. You know, you, you've got to try and compromise, but it's but that compromise is fucking draining. Being a dad is draining. I mean, it's literally to the point where my extra work that I'm doing now is because I'm a fucking dad. You know, it, it, I love my children. I absolutely fucking love my children. Um, but they are fucking hard work. And I genuinely mean sometimes that, that I'm like, I, I, I can't, I don't think I can fucking deal with this. And that's the pressures you deal with with children, as well as you go to work and you're dealing with what can be perceived as fucking idiots. I mean, literally <laughs> idiots. And you're just like, you're making my life fucking hard. Then you're getting pressures from up top and then you're getting pressures from fucking down below. Then you're trying to look after your own self. You know, Christ, I feel a bit overweight, and I do. I've put on a good fucking, I've put on a good stone, I think, in the last couple of fucking weeks because I've just been like, fuck this, I can't be doing with it. So now I don't feel amazing because I've been drinking, I've been fucking eating, overeating, not been looking after myself, not been getting as much exercise. And it's amazing what can happen in two weeks. In two weeks from feeling ill, from that Friday when that all started, which was two weeks and two days ago, 16 days um within that 16 days how my life has changed and i'm like wow james you have completely and utterly lost control now i didn't lose control to the point of you know the the, the places i've been before why because i've got coping mechanisms in place and and i acknowledge and i always try to put a positive spin on things so at the end of the day i'd be like oh okay so don't worry james you know it's a little bit stressful but just put that to bed you know, just that's not a pressure. You know, and I went to work and I opened up a bit. Like, that's a bit more pressure, mate, than I should be taking. So I'm talking. That's the importance of talking. The importance of talking is identifying and getting people to support you. So I went to work straight away on that Monday. I was like, I need some support, mate. I'm getting, 
I'm getting beating up from fucking up, down, left, right at the moment. I'm getting an absolute kicking in work now and I can't be doing with that. This is stress I don't fucking need and it's down to incompetence. So please help me out. Then I go home and I'm like, right, let's have a fucking chat about fucking life around the house. And I was open and honest. Let's be fucking frank here. Let's not do stupid shit. That shouldn't have even been a question. You know that shouldn't have been a question. She should have... She knows she goes to the prom. We pick her up at fucking 10 o'clock. And she comes fucking home. She's home safe. Job fucking done. That shouldn't have even been a question. You shouldn't have even been thinking about that as a question. You know where I want to go. And then you're putting the ball in me... Ball in my court. Because you're making me feel like I'm the ogre for saying no. However, I'm saying no because... There's a genuine risk here. And I'm not talking about fucking health and safety. I'm talking about as a genuine risk. I don't feel that this is a risk I'm willing to take. I'm still dealing with the fucking risk that we allowed last year in the same situation. I'm not risking that. So it's kind of like, you know, that's where you need that support. And I think that's where I, I, I try to be as open as I can. Sometimes people say it is like, oh, God, yeah, James, you know, you, you're a bit of an oversharer. I'm not an oversharer at all. I don't tell you what shit I've had. I don't tell you, you know, oh, God, I've had a fucking banging shit today. Oh, yeah, my fucking breath's a bit stinking because I think I've got gingivitis. That's oversharing. I mean, the breath thing probably knows about it anyway. So they're probably like, thanks for telling me, mate. Already knew. Been chucking fucking Listerine at you for the last fucking two weeks. You're not taking a hint? Fat boy. Anyway, so that's me. I'm literally cascading myself here. (laughs) Chastising myself. But yeah, do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, you know, you need to reach out to allow people to help you. Because if you don't, and you do what I've been doing for years and what I did, and, and the thing is, this is the, the, the sad reality of it is, it's, it's normal, business as usual, normal jogging, for me to bury my fucking th- thoughts and feelings and just crack on and grind myself into the stone. And that was clearly apparent because I've been beaten up at work, and I don't mean physically, I mean, I mean mentally. Been beaten up for like four or five weeks. It's been fucking relentless. And then it sort of came to a head after the four or five weeks with the the Friday thing. Now, if I'd have done what I should have done over those five weeks and maybe spoken out a bit sooner and got a bit of advice from my boss or said, you know, you need to fucking slow down, mate. You're asking me to do too much now. If I'd have done all of that, I probably wouldn't have got to Friday and made myself seriously fucking ill. And I did make myself seriously ill. Everyone was like, James, you know, can see that this isn't you. If I'd have done the right things and spoken up before, maybe it wouldn't have got to that. But this is how easy life can fucking hoof you in the bollocks without you even realising. And a lot of, I I know for a fact there's a lot of people out there that don't reflect. They don't reflect as a matter of course. They just think, oh, this is just the norm. And then all of a sudden they'll be physically ill and they won't want to get out of bed. They'll be led there. They'll be paralysed, basically. Or they'll go into work and they just want to fucking shut down and, and... almost feel like they want to cry but because we're men we don't cry we get angry so the next thing you know we're going fucking batshit crazy at someone and that's what I was doing I was typing emails to people going you're a fucking basically I said you're a fucking bell and do your job in a professional way and these are the signs that we can we need to look out for in ourselves because the nine times out of ten because men don't talk about it we get to the point where we've already done it we've already actioned we've already fired the pistol We've already fucking shot the round before we've even asked any questions. It's shoot first, ask questions later. That's not the way it should be. But that is the mentality of men. We walk around with a fucking loaded gun all the time. And I'm not just talking about metaphorically your penis. That thing's fucking wrapped and loaded. But it is. I mean, it has an element, obviously, if you want to stop, when you want to talk about biologically, it has an element of producing testosterone that drives us, that drives our anger. So if we're walking around mentally fogged up, mentally fucking drained, and we've got that we've got that fog that I talk about over the face. If we're walking around with that mental fog and we're not doing the right things, i.e. we're not having a good sexual relationship with our partner, or we're not having a good open relationship in terms of um how to manage our lives with our close friends, family, uh, and, wor- and loved ones and work colleagues, i.e. like, you know, we're not talking about the things that are affecting us. If we're not having an open relationship going, this is affecting me, how you're treating me is affecting me, then then what happens is 
ultimately, you, as a man, you will get to the point of self-destruction. You will get to the point where you'll just get overwhelmed. And you'll go one of two ways. And uh, I literally challenge anybody to fucking tell me if there's a different way than the two ways that men go. You either go to the point where you end up fucking wanting to fucking kill someone, metaphorically speaking, but you get really fucking angry. Or you get to the point where you fucking shut down completely and utterly and we choose the suicide route. Which is why our statistics are going through the roof. And if you've seen statistics, and there's been predicted statistics at the moment for this year and the last couple of years, and the the suicide rate for men has gone up again. Because the pressures of cost of living is felt by the man. And yes, there is I'm not just saying it's just the man. Okay, I'm not just saying I'm not categorizing labeling as just the man, but, it, but inherently it does. It falls to the man. If they, if you have a man in the household, he'll feel that pressure. Now I'm not. I'm going to caveat that straight away with single mums. I've got a colleague. I've got a um, next door neighbour of mine, and I know she feels the pressures of this. And she's a single parent. She's a single mum. Absolutely fantastic woman. Um, and I know she feels the pressures because she's having to navigate a cost of living and she's having to navigate a house and raise two children so i get it i'm not just saying it is but statistically speaking in most relationships where there's a man present he will feel that pressure because that pressure will be felt with him either through society or through the expectations of the of the wife partner or loved one and that will naturally fall with that person. In and sometimes it doesn't even have to fall with that person, but a man will think it's their responsibility. Oh God, we're failing. I must fucking shut down and I need to earn money. I've got to do this. I've got to go out. Oh fuck, I can't do this. It's got completely on top of me. So what I'm going to actually do now is I'm going to completely shut down and I'm just going to fucking completely ignore everybody. Then what I'm going to do is lock myself out. I'm going to do some drugs. I'm going to I'm going to do some fucking drink. I'm just going to absolutely. And then I'm going to get really angry and then I'm going to fucking basically go batshit crazy when we could have mitigated all of that by sitting down and going, fuck, I need a bit of a help because I know for a fact, and this is the mitigation pit of where I talk about speaking. I know for a fact that my next door neighbor has spoken to her family and loved ones for support. And they've reached out and supported her. Now, what do, what do men not do? Men don't go and say, I need some help financially. Because it's a sign of weakness. But it isn't a sign of weakness. It's, the, it's what we instill in ourselves. It's what we say to ourselves. You're weak, James. You can't produce money. You can't look after your family. You can't generate the money. Even though we have no bearing on this. No... You know, there's no physical way we can control inflation and things like that, but we feel like we can. I mean, just to give you another a little curveball that I experienced this month. So I work for a, a, I work for the government basically, um, in a way, in an indirect way, not a direct way. So don't think about trying to fucking, you know, hack me or anything like that because you're not going to get anything out of my out of me. Um, but what I mean is, I directly work for the, in in a sense. So my wages was four hundred eighty five pound this month down. Like, literally, I just didn't get paid it. So I opened up a dispute, and I was like, right, okay, well, I'm, I'm £485. Can you explain to me why I'm £485 down? Because I, I, there's no reason why I should be. Now, that's a considerable amount of money, £485. That's not just like a, you know, £30, £45, £50, £60, or even £100. This is almost, you know, £500 down. It took them 13 days to get back to me. So within this time frame of the last two weeks, that also was going on. So not only did I build up pressure from work, I build up pressure with life. I got the money fucking kick in the dick of thinking I'm £485. Am I getting that money back? Because if I'm not, I'm in the shit. I didn't go to anybody. Well, actually, I did. I told quite a few people. But again, we're in a cost of living. So what can you do? So I got it back eventually. But even when I got it back, they said to me, yeah, you'll get it back at the end of the month in your next pay. And I went, excuse me, I went, no, I fucking won't. <laughs> I said, I've read policy, mate. You've got to pay it back. And they said, well, will £400 do as an advance pay? I was like, no, I, I want my money that I've earned. I don't know how you don't get this. I want my money that I've earned. So that's the argument. But that's, a, and that's an outsourced pressure that I couldn't control. And that pressure was sat with me. Did I go and tell anybody? No, I didn't. I just kind of went fucking out. And I, I sat there. I tried to deal with it myself. I've, I've got to, it got to the point where I was like, I'm just going to write a fucking written complaint. I've had enough. 
But that is another pressure that I didn't pass on. I didn't share with anybody. I just went, okay, right, what do I need to do? I need to go and fucking sell some stuff. I need to make some things. I was, I don't know. I don't know what to do about this. So instead of sharing that problem, I just fucking battered through with it and tried to deal with it. But that's the problem with mental health and men's mental health. Is if you don't unlock the problems with the right people... You don't nurture the right people. You don't look after yourself. You don't do the right things that you should be doing, i.e. reflection, i.e. meditation, i.e. having fun with your friends. It's like this weekend, for instance, I've not seen really anybody and I've been depressed all weekend because I've got I'm not had any fun. I've not done any. I'm just like, OK, I've, I feel relaxed, but it's kind of like a double-edged sword. I want to go out and enjoy life. I want to speak to people. I want to have a bit of fun. I want to try and do things to have a bit of a, a, you know time for life. But I didn't take the right time that I needed at the time to make myself feel better. So now I feel a bit better. I'm now going, oh, fuck, I want to... Why haven't I done this? I haven't done that. And it's almost like I forget that, actually, James, you've just been written off for two weeks. For two weeks, you've almost been sleeping 12, 13 hours a day. I was going to bed at, like, fucking 8 o'clock at night. And getting up at fucking seven, eight o'clock next morning, I was like, "You, you've completely forgotten that you, you've wiped yourself out, James." And that is the men's. That's a men's focus. That's a men's mental health problem. That's the reason why statistically our suicides are through the fucking roof, because we don't talk, we don't share our problems. And like I said to you at the start of this, today's pain is tomorrow's power. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is. Once you reflect on what you've done wrong, you make sure you make changes to not do that again. And once you reflect and find out what you did right, you bolster your future. You bolster that by making sure you do it more often. If that does mean, do you know what? In all of that, in, 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 in all of that negativity for, for the last four to five, six weeks and the build up and the two weeks of feeling ill, what did I feel the best well, what was the best time for me? Well, there was two occasions that were the best time. Three, actually. Three occasions that were the best time. The first one was, obviously, my daughter's prom. Getting to see her dolled up pretty um, and go and enjoying herself. That, that was a really humbling moment as a dad. I reflected on that afterwards because I didn't really enjoy the moment because I was doing all the... Um, I was doing all the hosting and the photography, so I didn't really enjoy the moment. Plus, my daughter's a fucking right diva as well, so she was like, I'm not standing on the grass. <laughs> Why? Because I'm going to get dirty fucking shoes. What are you talking about, mate? You're going out there. You're not, you're not going to a red carpet scenario, mate. You know what I mean? You're going to the fucking... You're going to walk across grass and car parks and everything anyway. Shoes are going to get fucking dirty. But anyway, I, that was one of the... That was a humbling moment for me. Then the other one was... Um, when I reflected and when I reflect on the on the the night I had with my best friends, um, my brother and my, and my best mate, two brothers we call them, um, that was a very 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 fun night, a very fun night. I enjoyed that. Uh, my mate, one, my, Kieran got his usual absolutely fucking fueled on drink and was in bed by twelve, and me and my brother we chewed the fat and um, and chatted till the early hours to two thirty three o'clock in the morning just chatting just putting the world to rights reminiscing about being children reminiscing about all the things we did as children and it was a really really good mood booster an absolute amazing i can't remember do you know what? i was going to go in for the third one but i can't remember what the third one was <laughs> but anyway they were the two biggest mood boosters for me to the point where i've actually organized another party a joint birthday party between me and my uh, my me and my other brother uh, kieran we're going to have a joint birthday party next month and i've done that because i'm like right let's have a good time that was clearly something that I enjoyed. So I need to make that more routine. I need to make it routine to talk to my friends and I need to make it routine to, to see them and, and have fun. Actually make memories rather than just going like, yeah, hi, mate, how are you? Have a good day. No, let's actually see each other face to face and talk about things and do stupid things and have a good time. So I reflect on that heavily and I felt really, really good. And that's the importance of it is making sure. And what did I do wrong? Well, we know what I did wrong. I, I didn't talk about work. I let the stress build up. I didn't talk openly in the house and say, well, hold on a minute. Let's have a little bit of fucking openness about this. And all of those, ne all that negativity, I didn't give myself enough reflection. I didn't give myself enough meditation, mindfulness, meditation slash mindfulness is what I call it. I didn't give myself all of those things I need for mental health. I just went, 
I'm going to go through life. I've got this. I know I felt good on my last podcast. I feel amazing. But the beauty of mental health is it doesn't fucking care when it's going to raise its ugly head. The beauty of mental health is you can be fine one day and the next day you get fucking kicked in the chops. And I mean full on fucking flying Huang Flung Dung, fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme with fucking steel toe caps into the side of the cheek, dislocate the fucking jaw, you look like something out of The Walking Dead. That's the type of kick we're talking about. You don't know it. And you can be a smiley person. You'll absolutely know when I'm not feeling great. And I text my, um, I actually text my wife, um, it, was, it was about a week ago and I was away, I was, in, I was down in Shawcliffe and I said, do you know what, I'm feeling really, really fucking shit. I said, I'm so sorry, I know I've been a miserable twat for a couple of weeks. She said, no, she texted me back saying, well, no, I'm, I'm feeling a bit funny, um, but I'm feeling funny because I'm really worried about you. And I went, what do you mean funny? She goes, I just, you've been really quiet, you've been really sad, I can see the, th- I've seen the pain in your eyes. And I don't know what to do about it, James. And this is why she texted me, because we were, you know, away. It's really weird, but, like, you know, it's hard to talk about things sometimes. It's actually easier sometimes to articulate it via text message. I know that sounds really weird, but I think it's kind of like you can get things down on paper without actually worrying about, like, or or having the person go, I know you're okay, and then kind of falling into the whole uh, you're okay trap, because we all do that if you talk to someone face-to-face. Everyone will say to you, oh, no, it's okay, mate, you're doing amazing. Well, no, we haven't really dealt with the problem here. <laughs> the problem is X, Y, and Z. And for me, that's what I said. I said, you know, I, I said to a message saying, look, you know, you're doing an absolutely fantastic job. You're an amazing fucking mum. You're amazing fucking, you've been an amazing wife. You're an absolutely incredible person. You're super, super positive. I said, I can't help you with my mental health. And she messaged back saying, James, I know your mental health will never go away, but I'll always worry about it because I've seen where you where you can get to. And where you can get to, you never spoke about. And, you know, that's the reality of mental health. And I think that's her worry is when she sees me in that place and I've been like it for the last couple of weeks, um, you know, that what what people didn't realise is the the reality of my daughter asking me to go to uh, an, after, uh, an after prom party. Now, people might look at that as an overprotective element and just go, well, you know, he's been an overprotective dad. fucking." But don't realise that that's almost like the anniversary. We're almost at the anniversary point, um, you know, a couple of months away because this was um, this was slightly later um, from when it happened to my daughter and what happened with my eldest daughter last year. Um, and we still haven't got resolution from that. So we're still waiting for the courts to decide to, if it's even going to go to court. So that's still a massive, like I said, a, a massive dark shadow. Um, but what it did do that night was it dragged up all of those memories and you can't help it once that memory's been dra- brought up also noting the fact that I w- that I was then drinking so the emotions started flowing and that's a horrible thing to do because I wanted to enjoy myself but these were all going these were all battering around my head did I talk to anyone about it no I didn't because I don't want to burden people with it but that's the reality of it is my mind was so fucking confused and so consumed with negativity that it was unbelievable to the point where you know I showed the photos to my daughter um uh, of um of her prom and she said to me well I don't look very pretty in them and I took a massive offense to that because I was like what do you mean you don't look fucking pretty of course you look fucking pretty in them you're stunning everybody says it and she said I don't feel that and I went well I felt that I took that personally because I was like well I've tried to do my best here and now you're saying it's shit and, and you know, that's a, a, a personal opinion about herself. And I get that. I get you always think you're, you're not as attractive as you actually are. I know that. I've, I fucking, I've lived that fucking lie all my life thinking I'm not attractive. I, I, I know what it's like when you don't think you're attractive and you don't think you're worthy or worth anything. Um, you, you do. You, you, everything. I, I hate when people take photos of me. I like to take my own photos because if I know if someone takes a photo of me, they won't capture the, the side or... The angle that I know that I won't see my chubby belly or my fucking side profile or whatever. So I'm like, I take the fucking photos because I know how to, I know my structure of my bones. I know the structure of my face. I know the lighting I need. So it's kind of like, even though I know all of that, and I also know that my daughter's very, 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 very pretty, she didn't like it. So, but I took a personal offense to that. I was like, well, I try my best, you know, and I, and I wanted to make you feel pretty. So you almost want that gratification. So again, that's another negative mark on the last couple of weeks. And it was also my wife, um, um, I've spent 
probably the last two years tirelessly um, trying to revamp my house, completely change it, upgrade it, modernize it, different colors, do different things, make it feel special and homely. Um, yes, it's my depiction of that. But my wife went to babysit and she went, oh, you'd have loved it, James. The house is absolutely amazing. And I was like, what, better than ours? She was, oh, yeah, better than ours. And straight away, this was only fucking like Saturday, straight away I took massive negativity to that. I was like, don't you ever fucking say that again. I have made this house a fucking home. Don't compare. She was like, no, I, I, didn't, com I didn't compare. I was just saying compare. So you did. You said it was better than ours. Nothing should be better than ours. That's our home. That's their idea of a good home. If this isn't our idea of a good home, then we're not on the same hymn sheet. And that, again, I spoke about that. And then we were like, she was like, I won't say it again. I was like, you fucking mention that again. And I'm going to go batshit crazy. Because I'm very passionate about the things I do. Everybody should know that by now. I think it's pretty obvious. I'm passionate. I put my heart and soul into what I want. So that I know it's right. If it's not right, then I was like, well, if it's not right, tell me. So I can, so I can rectify it. Make it feel better. Anyway. So there you go. So that's like the, a synopsis, really. But I think the, the, the takeaway from me from this is by doing the right things. And that's what I've been slowly doing again. And, and I spoke to a good friend of mine, actually. He said um, he hasn't spoke to me in a, in a little while. Two of them, actually, two friends of mine have reached out. So I haven't spoke to you for a long time, mate. How's things going? And um, I was like, yeah, I'm all right, mate. I've just had a bit of a blip. And he was like, you didn't do anything stupid. I was like, no, I didn't do anything stupid. But... I really needed to invest in myself and sometimes that is giving myself the time to relax. That is giving myself the time to reflect, meditate, whatever you want to, whatever, uh, whatever analogy, mindfulness, whatever body mapping, whatever analogy you want to use, I need to do that. And it's taken me two weeks to unpick six weeks of negativity and that's from somebody who does this week in, week out, talks to you week in, week out about being positive doing the right things, nurturing the right things, speaking to the right people, having the right friends. From somebody who talks about that, I'm no, I'm no, I'm no, I'm no, I'm no expert. That's the word I was looking for. I just had to rewind. I'm no expert. But I talk about it week in, week out, and I still make those mistakes. But what I try to do now is I try to give myself, and sometimes if that means pulling away from everything, and I don't mean everything in its entirety because I don't condone or, or um, you know, force anybody to pull themselves entirely. But sometimes you do need to pull away yourself, pull yourself away a little bit just to recuperate, readdress yourself, make yourself feel better, get the power. So today's pain is tomorrow's power. That is a, that is a powerful statement there. And it really is true. You can either choose to take that pain and, and be a statistic or you can choose to take that pain and work on yourself what makes you sad if something makes you sad then why does it make you sad what can you do about that how can you change that how can you adapt that so you don't feel that sadness anymore if it's a work-related issue maybe stress of work is too much for you maybe you do need a break a lot of people don't do that. a lot of men will not do that they will not go to the doctor and go I need a fucking break but that break is imperative one of the things I spoke to my boss about actually a couple of weeks, uh, about a week ago when he said, you know, how are you? Because I think it was a couple of weeks ago. I said, um, well, it's about a week ago and he, he spoke to me and, and he knew I was ill. I said, oh, I'm just, a little, I think it's just a little bit stressed, mate. There's a lot, a lot going on. Um, and basically rang me up there a week later and said, how are you feeling now? How is everything? And I said, you know, he said, is it, have you thought about taking a bit of time off? And I was, and this is my boss. So I was like, you know what? I, I have. I haven't take taken time off because I know that this problem isn't going to go away. So what I now need to do is manage this issue that's at work to support it. And I know I've got some impending leave, so I'm going to take it. I'm going to work myself up to that point. I'm going to remove whatever stress I can. So if that means site visits, meetings that aren't irrelevant, uh, that are irrelevant to me, or even if they are relevant to me, moving them sideways so I can structure myself on the problems. So that's a case of looking at the problems that are there and triaging them and going, right, okay, well, that's a high priority. I need to just focus on that. Everything else can fall at the wayside. I'm only one person. And that's what I've done. And I've done that systematically to make myself feel better. And I've done it with home life. I've said at home life, right, I'll help with tea, but you need to do this. Kids, you need to start fucking pulling your fucking weight, doing the dishwasher, all that sort of stuff, walking the dogs. You do the fucking washing. 
uh, and I'll do the fucking tea, whatever. Let's split this up. Let's make this fucking easier. Let's not just have it so that we're all fucking walking around like fucking zombies, hating life at the moment. Yes, the cost of living crisis, and I keep mentioning it because it is a big thing at the moment, is absolutely draining families. But we can still do things because at the end of the day, as long as we've got each other and we've got each other's health and a roof over our head, which is a, a commodity again in today's standard, if we've got those, then we should just class ourselves as wealthy. That's wealthy enough. We've got our health and we've got a roof over our head and food on the table. That is that You are classed as wealthy with that. Everything else can fucking wait. If it means we don't go to a fucking day trip or we don't go into town to have a fucking meal or whatever it be, then put those aside because our priorities are just functioning. It will get better. But that's a, to- that's a conversation piece. If you're not happy with, w- if something's making you sad, look at what is making you sad and work on it to make it happy again. So these are really important steps, I think. And what it will do is it will give you exactly what it says in the title, tomorrow's power. If you do the right things today that are causing you pain, tomorrow you will have the power to succeed it's it's and and i don't care what anyone says you speak to any psychologist you speak to anybody that's been through this or been through mental health problems it is the absolute truth yes it's not going to resolve every issue yes you're not going to be a fucking an absolute mental health ambassador by the tomorrow but what you are going to do is start enjoying your own life your own steps your own path your own journey and do it with the right people around you I'm going to leave you there because I have droned on for a while here. Oh, oh, Christ, nearly an hour. Christ, that has absolutely flown by. You can tell I have not spoken to you for a while. Um, and like I said, you know, it, um, it's important. It's really important to make the right steps. Um, I want to shout out to some new listeners. And I've got my best friend's actually son listening to me. Uh, Charlie, um, how are you, buddy? Um, yeah, I know you're, you're, a, you're a young lad. You've got a lot going on. So, um, you know, the world is your oyster. But hopefully you've taken some, as you listen your way through, you've been taking some tips to maybe start your um, journey of life. Um, you're only a youngster yourself with success. Do the right things from the start. That's the that's what it's about, isn't it? Trying to capture these people, capture these men young, so we can start, you know, nurturing the new ways. And if you're listening, so I've got a lot of people listening from Ghana, Canada, America. I've been looking at my stats recently. Fantastic work, and I hope you're all having a positive time. I'm hoping that the tips and trips that I'm that I'm um, advising you on, or what I do that works for me, maybe they maybe they're working for you. Uh, and of course, a shout out to all my fellow brothers that have listened to me all the way through. Um, I hope you're still listening. I hope you're still having a good time, and um, lots of love for all of you. Um, have an amazing one. Take care of yourself, but give yourself that time. I really, really, really mean it. Um, it's so easy to just get lost in life and just you put your head down as a, 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 you know you I say as a man but it's really fucking I'm mean, look but you do you really do and and like I said I, I'm due to my my uh, diversity and inclusion role I am privy to a lot of um, statistics that come through and unfortunately the statistics are rising because there's a lot of pressures um, at the moment and men just don't want to talk about it still don't want to talk about it they just want to fucking take that option where they're just like life's better if I'm not here well that's wrong because life is better with you here okay we're all human beings we all deserve you are you know one in a multi-million fucking billion whatever chance it is you're you're the the sperm that fucking fertilized the egg and you were the the person that came out that's a that's a that's a once in a lifetime chance it's your journey enjoy it everything can be resolved everything can be mitigated or you can have people to talk to there's people out there to listen to there's there's a massive amount of charity groups. Um, there's a massive amount of people. Nurture the right friends around you, and you shouldn't need those, to be honest, because if you've got the right friends around you, they'll listen to you and they'll support you on your way. Um, I'm very, very, very blessed to have a, a good selection of people around me that, that tap into me and make sure I'm okay, and vice versa with them. I think that's so important. It's, it's hard when you get locked into a shit path, um, and you, you when you stick your head down and you just fucking block everything out and you think everything's going to be okay 
I can guarantee it's not. It really isn't. You know, it, it's, it's never going to be okay. You need to do the right things to make your life better. And that means nurturing the right people around you. Give yourself that time. If you're feeling stressed, take time out of the stress. Just even if it just means sitting in front of the TV and binge watching TV. Just to take your mind off of the focus of a laptop and social media and fucking iPads and iPhones or fucking mobile phones. Whatever you want. All this fucking technology. It's overwhelming. Absolutely overwhelming. Okay? So make sure you give yourself the time. And please, please, engage with your friends. Reach out to them. Because it's so important to have the right family, friend, loved ones around you. They will guide you, I promise you. If they're the right people around you, they will guide you. And, and, I, and I do, do promise you that. Take care of yourself. Look after yourself. Have an amazing week. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Take care, everyone. Love you. Bye.